Here we are, Thursday edition. Welcome in, everybody. A foggy, kind of nasty, overcast day here in lovely Norman, Oklahoma. Sometimes it's lovely. Most of the time it's lovely, but not today. But it feels like a, a fall day out there. Welcome in, and we want to thank right off the top uh, Tim Lasher, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113, sponsor of our opening hour right here on Steelman and Thune at noon on the Ref Radio Network, the home of Sooner fans. Great Sooner, Tim Lasher, great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. Yes, Baker Mayfield may start tonight against the L.A. Raiders on Prime Video on Amazon tonight at 715. We'll get into that in the second segment. Please make it happen. Please make it happen. Please make it happen. We need to see Baker wearing number 17 for the Rams tonight. It might be a complete catastrophe, but we need to see this happen tonight. But we start with the big news of the day. It's going to be the big news of the day for the foreseeable future, and that is the transfer portal. The Sooners are now up to 17 with Jackson Sumlin entering uh, the portal. That came down within the last hour. So, again, Theo Weiss, Nick Evers, Ralph Rucker, Bryson Washington, Jordan Mukes, Josh Eaton, Kendall Dennis, Alton Tarber, Bray Walker, Joseph Wete, Kevante Henry, Clayton Smith, Brian Darby, Trayvon West, Cedric Roberts, uh, Joshua Ellison, and now Jackson Sumlin. So again, I guess the uh, the Ellison one, uh, you know, that's uh, what, how many of your uh, D-line guys did you lose from the last class? Is that three of five? From the, <clears throat> oh, whoa, voice crack. From the last class, what, what what do you mean by that? That aren't there like three from one recruiting class? Uh, so Josh Ellison was class of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. So you Ellison. lost Tarber and Cedric Roberts as well as Cavante Henry from so, the class of twenty twenty two. So three of uh, five, I believe, in that class. So yeah, just to examine Oklahoma's current scholarship depth along the defensive line. Uh, so looking at the edge. As of right now, Marcus Stripling and Jonah Laulu are coming back. You lose Clayton Smith, you lose Kevontae Henry, and then beyond those two, you have R. Mason Thomas, Reggie Grimes, and Ethan Downs, obviously P.J. Adebarwe and uh, Taylor Wine coming in as uh, freshmen. And then ho- you would hope to add maybe a Quincy Rhodes or a Tassili Akana to that group, even though we've talked about the fact that Akana is more likely a cheetah at Oklahoma. But if you move to the interior – Here's where things get dicey, because the depth is not where you would like it to be here. You're losing Jeffrey Johnson. You're losing Jalen Redmond. Both those guys are NFL bound. No more Josh Ellison. No more Alton Tarber. No more Cedric Roberts, as we've talked about. That leaves you, for the moment, with Jordan Kelly, Isaiah Coe, Corey Roberson, Kelvin Gilliam, and Grayson Halton. You have Jacob Lacey, the Notre Dame grad transfer, coming in. And then you have Derek LeBlanc and Ashton Sanders committed. So eight interior defensive linemen as things stand right now. There you go. All right. So uh, this weekend, uh, uh, Deshaun McCullough and Day McCullough expected in for a visit to OU. And they're expected to be Oklahoma Sooners. That's a great get. Uh, Deshaun McCullough has already proven himself in Indiana. Was very highly recruited. Four-star kid. Uh, linebacker at Indiana, made a lot of uh, freshman All-American squads. Dave McCullough, four-star safety, coming in, his younger brother. Anybody else that you expect to come in this weekend of notes? Uh, yes, can't really talk about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming over that paywall. Yeah. I am coming right now. I'm, it, getting, it, I'm scaling this paywall right now. 
Listen, Steely, it's not even behind the paywall. Right now, it is contained in my head. All right. And will not be vocalized so you're on any platform. You're, you're saying that you have talked to somebody it's, and you can't reveal what's going on right now. Will it be good news for Oklahoma, you think? Well, well yes. Look, it's going to be a big visit weekend, bigger than most are anticipating. Bigger as than of most. Right now. Yes. And, uh, you've seen some official visits announced. Eric McCarty's getting his. Josh mm-hmm. Bates is getting his. Heath Ozida is taking his official. You have the McCullough's both on officials. By the way, another new offer today, and it's one that we have touched on. We haven't really talked in-depth about this kid yet, but four-star New Caney, Texas cornerback C.J. Blocker. If that's a name that sounds vaguely familiar, it should because he's the son of former Sooner Chris Blocker. There you go. There you go. Expect OU to be very involved in that recruitment down the stretch. All right, uh, what are you hearing in terms of the portal we've talked about? Uh, you know, we've talked about Deshaun McCullough. We've talked about Austin Stogner. Those two are going to happen. We have uh, speculated about Dorian Singer, uh, you know, Javion Cohen, the offensive lineman from Alabama, Singer, the wide receiver from Arizona, Caleb Banks, edge guy from Louisville. Uh, we've talked about Braylon Presley and Mason Cobb and Trace Ford, Kyrie Jackson, the Alabama defensive back, um, any other names surfacing out there in terms of portal prospects or any news on any of those guys? Again, I think the big ones to know right now, if you're a Sooner fan and the ones that uh, I'd actually start to feel really good about as far as OU's chances with them are a couple guys you just mentioned, Trace Ford, Austin Stogner, uh, the McCullough's obviously Deshaun, the older one coming from the transfer portal via Indiana and Oklahoma's going to have a very, very good chance to land both him and his brother when they get them on campus this weekend. Uh, also, Justin Flo, whom we've talked about, the linebacker yeah. out at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Fred Davis, defensive back out at Clemson. Right. It appears the moratorium on taking Clemson players has been lifted. And, oh gosh, and I just drew a blank. I spaced. Who did I space on? Dang it, Steely. Was there another kid from Clemson? You I'm having a geriatric yesterday. moment. You miss, mentioned a linebacker from yeah, Clemson. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Swint. We'll, we'll see about that one. Uh, but, man, who? Oh, uh, the press, the Presley kid. Braylon, Braylon Presley, Presley. Yes. yes. Braylon Presley. Any, any feeling on that situation yet for you? Not yet. Not until we see either a visit or some sort of tangible – development there as of right now the conversations between Presley and OU have been pretty preliminary and look I expect there to be a spot for him at Oklahoma and I expect him to be a Sooner if there is a spot for him so that is one that if I'm a Sooner fan I'm feeling pretty good about but it seems like with a lot of these guys there hasn't been a whole lot of new buzz over the last 24 hours Seems like everything has kind of just gone quiet for the time being. You would expect with visits over the weekend and, uh, again, the, the, the transfer portal, again, officially opened on Monday, so it's going to take a little bit of time. Anything on uh, Trace Ford that you're hearing? Somebody's asking about, what about Muleshoe and Trace Ford? Yeah, what about Muleshoe and Trace Ford? I don't know. Ford? Are there any rumors there? Not that I have heard. Okay. Um, somebody asked, is Emeka Megwa – projected to be a starter at running back for OU next year. There's this <laughs> guy called Javante Barnes that is pretty good, right? Yeah. I, if, if I were projecting a starter, forgive me if I'm not going with anybody but Javante Barnes right now. 
And who knows? Maybe Magwell will play. Maybe he'll be uh, pretty effective. But right now, it's clearly Javante Barnes. Here's what I think. To me, Emeka Megwa, and I use this comparison loosely because it's high praise and it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. So let me see if I can get more specific with this. I think Emeka Megwa's potential is 2019 Ramondre Stevenson in that he's a bit more of a thumper, bowling ball back, could be utilized at the goal line, and is probably no higher than third on the depth chart next year. But if he gets some run and if he can put himself in position to tote a few carries, especially in garbage time, and continue to chip away and work his way into a greater share of the snap count, I think he's somebody that can have a long-term future as a contributor in the backfield at Oklahoma. But he's coming off a knee injury, his lone year at Washington, and it's I, I, the the uncertainty is as to whether he's ever going to be the same guy again post-injury that he was pre-injury. And he's not on scholarship at Oklahoma. He is a walk-on, so he's not taking up a scholarship spot on the roster. Uh, it's all on him. He's going to go as far as his body is willing to go and as, lo- and as far as he has the drive to go. Yeah, and when you say Ramondre Stevenson, that gets Sooner fans excited because he was really good at Oklahoma, and he gets praised by Bill Belichick all the time. He's been great in New England. All right, so we say Barnes, the number one guy next year. Do you have Gavin Sawchuck, number two, or is it Marcus Major? Will Marcus Major maybe look to hit the portal and go be a, I, a guy at a group of five school? What do you think? I'd, look, and we talked about this preseason. He had his moments early in the year, especially in non-conference play, but – I just, I'm out on Marcus Major at this point. I'm sorry. I, I know he's a local kid, Millwood product. I know he's a guy that a lot of Sooner fans want to see excel in the Crimson and Cream, but we're four years in, man, and it hasn't happened for him. And I don't know how it can happen at this point with Barnes and Sawchuck poised to seize the bull by the horns in this backfield. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. Let me have some fun for a minute. All right. Uh, somebody asked on the text line, why did Reuben Owens – Commit to Texas A&M. There you go. That's what, when they sign, that's the music they play, Pink Floyd's Money in the background. I mean, that was at the DJ Hicks commitment ceremony, right? Maybe. That's usually the answer right now at A&M, for sure. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. That'll lead us into our first break. Will Baker start tonight for the Rams? We'll talk about it next here on The Ref. Welcome back, Steelman and Thune here on the Home of Sooner Fans on a Thursday. Good to have you with us. Thanks again to Lasher Home Comfort System sponsoring our first hour here on The Ref. 
We have NFL football tonight. I wouldn't have been paying a lot of attention to this tonight, but Baker Mayfield might be starting the game for the L.A. Rams. Just picked up by the Rams on Monday. Might be starting the game coming up tonight, 7-15 on Prime Video. The Las Vegas Raiders and the L.A. Rams from SoFi Stadium. The Raiders 5-7. and seven. The Rams are 3-9. and nine. Now, the Raiders have won three in a row. The Rams have lost six straight. John Wolford is questionable at quarterback. Uh, the Rams have also played Bryce Perkins. But really, if Wolford is not ready to go, and they've talked about this will be determined in pregame warm-ups tonight, but Baker Mayfield might be playing. He might be playing from the get-go tonight. There's a really good chance that Baker Mayfield will play in this football game. Let's hear from Sean McVay, the Rams head coach. Defending Super Bowl champions are struggling, but here he is uh, talking about adding Baker Mayfield. You know, when you have a player of his caliber come available and you look at just the circumstances and the situation surrounding our quarterback room, we felt like it was the right move for us. Um, He's a guy that I've always respected his game, um, liked a lot of things that he brings to the table. I've known him a little bit, um, just Going back to even when we rode out to the uh, combine together when he was training in L.A. and we sat next to each other on the Southwest flight with it being the only direct flight from LAX to Indianapolis. So um, as far as his status for tomorrow, we're working through that kind of stuff. Um, We just finished up. I mean, he literally just got here last night. Um, Incredibly sharp guy. Um, It was good to be able to be around him, but really we felt like it, it upgraded our quarterback room. Gives us a chance to, uh, you know, to have him in the building, and, and we'll see how it goes, and we'll take it a day at a time. There you go. They sent him the playbook before he got on the plane, and it's, uh, man, it's been an interesting year for Baker Mayfield. Uh, we were in the Bahamas, and my wife says, "There's Baker and Emily as we're going through customs," and I look over to the left, and they're they're going down uh, the hallway through the gate. And I'm like, is that really Baker? Yes, Baker and Emily. And sure enough, it was. And that was when Baker was boarding a plane to go to Carolina after he'd just been traded. And now he could be playing for the L.A. Rams tonight, wearing number 17. I know. Imagine, crazy. Imagine, te- imagine me telling you six months ago that by the end of calendar year 2022, Baker Mayfield would be starting for the defending Super Bowl champions wearing <laughs> number 17. I know. Uh, man, you just never know what's going to happen. But Baker this year, uh, you know, with Carolina, six touchdowns, six picks, 58% uh, completion percentage for Baker. Obviously, didn't play very well. Carolina is a disaster. Matt Rule got fired. The Rams right now, they're a disaster. They don't have Cooper Cup. They, their offensive line has been, you know, really bad. Obviously, Matthew Stafford's out with a spinal cord contusion. Uh, going to be done for the year, and uh, we'll see what happens tonight. I'll tell you one guy on his show uh, this morning that was fired up about Baker getting a chance to start was Rich Eisen. He was really fired up. Crazier things have happened that Baker Mayfield could be cut on a Monday and win a football game for the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, who, by the way, are about to be right front and center on the country in a big way, certainly – that a, a three-win team normally isn't. They got this Thursday night game. This is, I mean, please start Baker Mayfield because I mean I want to see it. The next three Rams games are nationally televised. Only game in town. Just in time for Baker Mayfield to plant his flag in Los Angeles. There you go. Yes. Now. You know what we we might watch tonight, Parker, is we could be the Gawkers, you know, driving slowly past a a car accident because the Rams have, again, they've lost six games in a row and their offensive line has been horrific. Uh, Cooper Cup is out. 
Yeah, and they'll be mathematically eliminated from playoff contention within 72 hours. But just the uh, the curiosity factor of seeing Baker Mayfield play after having the playbook for about two and a half days and possibly start in a nationally televised game for the defending Super Bowl champions wearing a different number intrigues me. So we'll see. We'll see what happens tonight in this matchup. So anyway, um, that's going to be – that could be very fun. My, my wife loves watching Baker play. And she's going to be very excited if he plays tonight. But if he's running for his life again, which could very well happen, it's it could be a long night here's, for here's the other, also. Here's the thing you have to keep in mind, though. Not only does Los Angeles' offensive line suck, their receivers suck, too. Yeah. I mean, that is a bad receiving core. It is. This right is now, not a situation conducive to Baker Mayfield's ultimate success. Really, the Baker, uh, not that he has much of a legacy, but, you know, he won some games in Cleveland, got them to the postseason, so he had he had his more than one shining moment in Cleveland. But his first one shining moment, didn't it happen on a Thursday night game? It did, didn't it? it Against did. the Jets. He came in, yes, and uh, led the, uh, the Browns to a victory on a Thursday night. So we'll see what happens tonight in that matchup. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. Uh, We'll get to your text. Uh, next segment, we're going to hear from Roy Williams talking about his Twitter spat with uh, Chris Sims, which happened in the last couple of days. I'm sure you saw that where Roy said, man, you didn't do ish in the league. What are you talking, you know, smack on TCU? What are you, what are you hating on TCU being in the playoff for? And Roy Williams, uh, you know, came after Chris Sims a little bit. And then Chris Sims said, basically, <laughs> I, he well, not basically, he said, at he least said- I didn't <laughs> eat my way out of the league. So we'll hear what Roy had to say about that coming up here in a little bit. But I was thinking about the portal last year, Parker, and the Sooners got 13 in the portal. Yeah. And there were two guys who I would say were big, really big contributors. Yes. Dylan Gabriel, C.J. Colden. Mm-hmm. Three other guys that were, you know, made some thing, made a few plays here and there. Jeffrey Johnson, sure. Jonah Laulu, okay. And McCade Matower. I would throw Tyler Guyton in there as well. Okay, I didn't have him on that list, but I'll put him on there. And in terms of the others, uh, JJ Hester, LB Bunkley, Shelton, Davis, Bevel, <laughs> Trey Morrison, Daniel Parker. Maybe Parker had a, maybe a couple moments, but then he, he got in he trouble. Had like four catches. Uh, Kenai Walker, TD Roof got injured. So really, of those thirteen, you had two guys who really made an impact out of the portal. Yeah, two hits, four where the jury's kind of still out. Well, I, Jeffrey Johnson's out of eligibility, so I, I would categorize Jeffrey Johnson as a miss. He did not do much of anything. Yeah, I had him as the most, besides Dylan Gabriel, the most impactful uh, transfer coming into Oklahoma. And again, he made some plays, but I thought he was going to be a lot more. Uh, of a presence there in the defensive yeah. line for OU. I think t- Tyler Guyton is going to be in the mix to start at tackle next year. He's not going to have that job handed to him. And to be honest, if I had to project who Oklahoma's starting tackles are by week one of 2023, I would say one is big sexy and the other comes from the transfer portal. But Tyler Guyton is going to be in that mix. Um, you like some Savion Bird? I think Savion Bird has a chance to start at guard. And to be honest, I with the year McCade Mattire had, I don't think he's getting his job handed back to him. He'll have to fight tooth and nail for that role again. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the O-line uh, develops because they obviously have some people to replace. Okay, um, in terms of, again, guys who made an impact, um, like I said, Dylan Gabriel, C.J. Colden are really the two really impactful players for Oklahoma. And we talked about this yesterday. The portal, you know, it, it's fitting that it happens, and there'll be a second wave after spring football and everything, so there'll be a few more additions that happen after that. But it's fitting that it happens during the holiday season because it's kind of like new Christmas presents. Dylan Gabriel was a pretty nice Christmas present. C.J. Colden, really good Christmas present, no doubt about it. But some of these, you know, you're unwrapping, you think, this is great, you know. And then you're, you know, it's like the kid who plays with a toy for like two days and then puts it in the closet, right? So, yes, you're going to get excited about hearing a lot of these names. And maybe they'll have more that hit this year with the people they bring in in the portal, the prospects that they bring in. But, again, you've got to kind of tamper down your enthusiasm, tamp it down a little bit because you just don't know. And, and you don't really even know in recruiting. But I've always said, you know, I, I think I would take my chances with five- and four-star players rather than, uh, you know, the, uh, the other side of the spectrum. You know, Mike Gundy's done a great job develop, developing players at Oklahoma State. There's no doubt. But uh, you, you want to try and get as many – five- and four-star guys in as you can. And the Sooners, again, already have two with uh, Jackson Arnold and P.J. Atabare. And it looks like they're going to get at least one more with Peyton Bowen. So, But um, I, I think the, the thing about the portal is that, you know, it's just like all these new shiny things come aboard. And you're thinking maybe, you know, Maybe a lot of these guys will pan out and make a big difference. Obviously, Muleshoe is the guy who did it last year, but it's not typical to get the guy who's probably going to win the Heisman Trophy uh, Saturday night or the Bolitnikoff Award-winning receiver, and then to get a guy like Travis Dye you know, from Oregon and the other players. That's not going to be typical. I mean, Muleshoe's going to get guys to come out there, there's no doubt, but Everybody looks to that portal class, and that's going to be maybe the standard for portal classes for a while, I would think. I would think. And to think that all of that wasn't even good enough to get Muleshoe a conference title. Yes. Utah. Thank you so much. You should have seen the smile that Steely just cracked when I said those words. I am going to send Kyle Whittingham a holiday gift package of Hickory Farms or something. I need to. You're looking at me like, do you not know what Hickory Farms is? No, I don't. Like the don't sausages think so. and the cheeses and all oh, that okay, stuff. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's kind of like at the mall back in the day when you're like, we've got one more present to buy. What's the budget? We've got like 25 bucks. All right, Hickory Farms. Okay, that so, makes more sense. I, I think I'm going to send a gift pack to uh, Kyle Whittingham. Can I send it from the ref or just myself? Do you want to sign the card too? Thank you. I, I'm sure you could expense that. Thank I'm you. I'm sure the bosses would sign off on it. Yeah, probably. All right, we got a break right here. We'll go right back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. It's 405-651-3439. We're also going to hear from Roy Williams on going into the College Football Hall of Fame in a Twitter spat with Chrissy Sims. We'll do that when we get back right here on The Ref.
All right, we are back. Yes, Roy Williams achieved legendary status at the University of Oklahoma, officially inducted into the college football game. Whoa, what happened there? Old man's brain stopped. uh, Like I said, I'm on dial-up internet up there sometimes. Officially inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame on Tuesday night. Here's what uh, Roy had to say about uh, going into the hall, and uh, Sooner fans know what kind of impact he had at Oklahoma. And here's what he said again about being honored going into the Hall of Fame. Like, I mean, it just, it's unfathomable. I, like, I'm just, like, still taken aback. Like, nah, I'm going to wait for Ashton Kusher to come out somewhere and say you're punked or something because it's just so unreal. When you play the game, you don't, I mean, I know I didn't play it to, I played it for the love of the game. I didn't play it to, winning the awards or being the College Hall of Fame, but I mean, it came because I guess my play, my play uh, exemplified of, you know, being, being selected, but I just never, I never, I never played the game for, for recognition. I just, honestly, I just wanted to hit people and laugh, you know, honestly, so, but I guess it paid off for me, but this is an honor and such a blessing, and I'm so fortunate, for sure. He did a lot of hitting and a lot of laughing. There's no doubt about it. I just wanted to hit people and laugh. So, if you did the Mount Rushmore of Suter Defenders, now, I don't go back to the Bud era, so uh, I don't know how many people from the Bud era are still around or could get on the text line. But the uh, the Rushmore for me would be clearly Leroy Selman, Obviously. Roy, Roy Williams, Brian Bosworth, and I would go with Rod Schoed as my fourth. So That's a pretty solid Mount Rushmore That right is. There. That is, absolutely. And uh, we'll hear what Roy had to say about the uh, Chris Sims Twitter spat here a little bit later on. Oh, I can't wait to hear that one. Good stuff. All right. I for- like it. <laughs> Why did Chris Sims think it was a good idea to try and beef with Roy Williams, especially over, quote-unquote, eating himself out of the league? As if Roy Williams didn't have five Pro Bowl appearances and Chris Sims didn't have a 12-18 to career touchdown-to-interception ratio in the NFL. And not only that, Chris Sims' career highlight involves Roy Williams, (laughs) you know, and the Superman play. If you if you go back and uh, if you could record, all right, how many impressions for each Chris Sims video in the history of technology, modern technology, it would be about 500 million Superman plays and maybe the rest of the combined Chris Sims highlight packages or highlight videos that have played might equal maybe, maybe 500,000. So, yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. That's like Pee Wee Herman picking a fight with Muhammad Ali in his prime or something. You just, you don't do that. You don't do that. All right. uh, Let's get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405. Oh, that is a Hall of Fame tweet right there. The one on Brittany Griner. (laughs) Somebody said, why couldn't we have traded Mule Shoe for Brittany Griner? Mule Shoe should be in a Russian prison. (laughs) That, okay, that news was wild to wake up to. I had. And I generally try to stay away from anything political because inevitably I'm going to end up saying something that someone takes issue with. But tell me the U.S. didn't get fleeced in that trade. Well, Russia got Victor, not Wimbenyama, but they got Victor Bouts back, once known as the Minister of Death, a notorious arms dealer. They got an internationally acclaimed terrorist in exchange for a WNBA player. And look... 
it's not as if Brittany Griner was wrongfully imprisoned. She broke the law in Russia. Now, you can have your opinions on the severity of the law and the application therein, mm-hmm. but the reality is she was punished according to what the law was and what the first thing you learn in every law class, ignorance of the law is not a valid defense. If I ever go to Russia, I'm not taking anything. Man. Yeah, exactly. Just my clothes. I'm not taking my smokeless tobacco, which I'm addicted to. Kids, don't ever get started on that stuff. It's really, 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 really bad. But I'm not taking anything. So, I, like, can you imagine, like, Joe Biden or whoever is, I, I don't even want to bring Biden into this because people are going to think I'm trying to take yeah. sides politically. But, like, imagine being the U.S., the negotiating contingent in those conversations, Russia's like, yeah, we'll give you this WNBA player, but w- in exchange, we want the most valuable, most dangerous terrorist of ours <laughs> that you have in your custody. Oh, man. And you're like, yeah, that seems like a fair trade. What is that? Is that like the uh, the Cowboys-Herschel Walker trade where they fleece the Minnesota Vikings That's and, what it feels and Mike like. Lynn back in the day? Oh, man. Well, good for Brittany Griner, you, though. Yeah, good for sure. her. great. Yeah, glad glad she's free, obviously. But, man, that does does that not make you feel just a little bit uneasy? Have you ever seen Meet the Robinsons? Yes. <laughs> First thing I thought when I saw that tweet was <laughs> the scene in Meet the Robinsons <laughs> where Carl, the uh, Gumby-looking robot, goes, well, <laughs> can't see that one blowing up in your face. That is like, I don't know, trading uh, Sue Bird for Osama bin Laden, kind of, right? I mean, to put it in more familiar terms. Sure, I guess. I don't know I how mean, Osama's evil that career is, but... is over, but you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Someone said the U.S. is Denver and Russia is Seattle. Very oh, nice. man. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Sean said the United States has a really bad general manager. Oh, boy. We're getting polarized here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Um, on a different note, Ron from Lawton says, I can't wait for September 16th when OU travels to Tulsa. I believe this is going to be a great game. Brent Venables versus Kevin Wilson. Yeah, that could the get Stoops to, Bowl. That would be interesting. Uh, that would be interesting. All right, 405-651-3439. We will not read a political tweet, anything that's even close to a political tweet, because politics suck, they're evil, and they make people who generally like each other hate each other. In so conclusion, we don't do it. though, mule shoe for Brittany Griner would have been a far fairer trade. Mo- most definitely. What what did they call the uh, – were the gulags, the gulags, the, or is it gulag or gulag? Yes, the gulag. The gulag. I'm thinking – did they serve goulash in the gulag? Probably just get some bread and water I there. I don't even know don't, what goulash is offhand. I don't think they have a real extensive menu in the gulag. But was it Russia who had the gulags? Yes, it was Russia. Okay. Are the gulags still out there? I'm sure they are. Mule shoe to the gulag. The hashtag, yes. Start the hashtag mule shoe to Siberia. You must pay for his sinister ways. You don't leave the University of Oklahoma like that. When the University of Oklahoma built... Your mansion. Somebody said, we got hosed. We traded a big for a shooter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Elsewhere on the text line, any interest in Texas A&M transfer Chris Marshall, the wide receiver? Um, As with most players that will be hitting the transfer portal from Texas A&M, let me put it this way. 
Chris Marshall is not a cultural fit at the University of Oklahoma. Hmm. All right. Uh, is there some commitment news or something coming today? Seen Tattoo Baker and Miles M Creations on Twitter tweeting it out earlier. Uh, there may be something coming today. I I tell you, I think there are, there are at least a couple outstanding announcements that could drop at any time. Okay. If you had to pick right now, yes, we see your tweet. There's We're not <laughs> reading any political stuff. At period. Like I said, good friends become enemies when politics get involved. That politics are evil. Period. Okay. Um, by the way, I want to know if you had to say right now who the Sooners' next commitment would be, who are you looking at? The Marshall kids? No. Or the, McCull- okay, the McCulloch kids. So, okay, hold, hold, hold on. I'm sorry, the McCulloch let me, kids. Let me, let me clarify here. Let All me right. ask this question to clarify. Are we talking traditional commitment from a high school prospect or just commitment in general from either a portal player either or a one, prospect? Either one. So McCulloch? Austin Stogner. Ah, maybe. Brian in Tulsa says, if we had a Heisman as listeners, our winner would be Gunny of Stutzman Army. He'd be up there. Gunny, He'd be in New York City. Gunny is pretty good. Gunny Where would we hold the uh, Ref Army Heisman ceremony? Which Oklahoma small town would get the honor of being the host hmm. venue? That's a really good question. I don't know. Maybe we need to uh, ask the listeners on that. All right, 405-651-3439. Here's one, ladies and gentlemen, that Parker has heard every day, every day for the last what, nine months? Any update on Bowen? Oh, you did an in-home yesterday. Mm-hmm. That happened. They were there pretty much all day with Bowen and his family. I still feel good about OU's chances to flip Peyton Bowen. And if you held a gun to my head, I would tell you he flips. But I don't know when it happens. I would hope for all of our sakes that it's sometime in the next 13 days before pens go to paper on December 21st. Because if this thing lasts until February, I might just put myself into a medically induced coma. Yes, I don't blame you. All right, so would you say Stogner or the McCulloughs? If you had to, you're thinking it may be. Yeah. Stogner. Stogner would be the guy, right? Stogner would be my guess. And uh, because the McCulloughs, that would be so interesting because you've got one coming in through the portal and one coming from the high school ranks. So we'll wait and see. But stuff is going to be happening pretty soon. It's going to be uh, – it's going to get really uh, busy here probably maybe after some visits this weekend. So – Just stick around, be patient, and maybe something will happen today. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Take a break, come back, get more of your text in. We're still going to hear from Roy Williams on his uh, Twitter duel with Chris Sims, which he clearly won. And could Baker start tonight for the Super Bowl champs? Let's hope so. Be right back.
We are back. We want to thank our friends at Riverwind Casino. Over 2,800 electronic games. You can win in a great new December promotion as well. The 20K holidays on us. From now until December 23rd, uh, Riverwind guests are going to be able to win uh, points and earn points on every single electronic gaming machine. So play through December 23rd, and then at 5 o'clock on December 24th, the top 10 patrons who earn the highest number of points on all the electronic gaming machines are going to be awarded grand prize bundles, including stuff like a $500 Amazon gift card, uh, $500 Walmart gift card, $500 to Target, $500 from Visa. These are going to be some big-time grand prize bundles for the top 10 point earners in the 20K Holidays on Us promotion. And don't forget, you can also uh, get your wild card and participate in the new member seven. New patrons who sign up for a wild card at Riverwind can earn up to $450 in one day. Another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. Yes? You get a smile on your face. Oh, I was just excited to get to the Air Comfort Solutions. Oh, okay, okay. I thought maybe like uh, Peyton Bowen flipped or something. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? That was a nice smile right there. Um, How about this text? I'm sure you've talked about this, so I apologize if I missed it. Why isn't Notre Dame in play for the McCullough brothers? I asked you this yesterday. Well? Off air. This is a question that feeds conveniently right into the Peyton Bowen conversation as a whole. So the McCullough's father, DeLand, is on staff at Notre Dame as running backs coach, if I'm not mistaken. The simple answer is because their dad, for a variety of reasons, doesn't want them at Notre Dame. And to me, if, I, if I'm the OU staff, that is the crux of the pitch to Peyton Bowen at this point in the cycle. Because you've had the opportunity to sell him on everything OU umpteen times at this point with how often he has been up to Norman. But if you need a reason to convince him not to continue fielding Notre Dame's advances, all you have to do is say, hey, look, we got this pair of brothers that's visiting this weekend. They've got every reason in the world to go play for their dad at Notre Dame, and their dad doesn't want them at that university. He would rather have them at Oklahoma with Brent Venables. But could it also be that just the dad doesn't want to coach his kids? You know what I'm saying? Could it be as simple as that? Uh, it's not as simple as that. Okay. So you you obviously have some insight there because you might say, well, maybe it's one of those situations where, you know, uh, Billy Tubbs coached his son Tommy. You know, and it, we've seen uh, that, that happen in a lot of situations. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's not so great. But – yeah, that is uh, that is very interesting. One listener asks, is Justin Flo visiting this weekend? No comment. Um, are any of the 2023s just waiting for the signing day drama of a flip? Or are there any rumored secret verbals waiting on signing day? The old secret verbal. When's the last time Oklahoma had a secret verbal? Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, every verbal starts out as a secret verbal. Yeah, but right. one that kind of comes out of nowhere on signing day. Like Clemson had the secret secret the secret the secret the, the verbal secret from that bubble. the secret bubble. The Elmer Fudd commitment, yes. <laughs> from old Tristan Lee. That's right, Tristan Lee, secret verbal. Yeah, you want to talk about karma. He has barely touched the field at Clemson. Uh but now I mean, has there I'm trying to think, in recent years, has there been a situation like that? where Oklahoma was 
the benefactor, as it were. Well, okay, I guess. We rewind to signing day in February this last year. There were several players that had verbaled to Oklahoma that didn't go public with it until they signed. R. Mason Thomas was one. Okay. Grayson Halton was another. Jamarian Burt was the third. So, yeah, there were several. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Uh, Derek, I like your idea. Hold the Heisman ceremony at Aishans in Okarchi. I still haven't idea. been to Aishans. You got you to make a trip there. It's been on the there. bucket list. You for start quite a while. out with the uh, super cheesy, drippy nachos, and then you Ooh. just get, you order a whole chicken, get your okra, get your pickles, uh, get your bread. I mean, it's poultry heaven, is what it is. We go there probably once a year. Uh, this listener asks. Hold up. Is the McCullough brothers' father positioning for a coaching spot at OU? Well, I mean, listen, I'm not saying that's 100% off the table because you got to realize Deshaun initially committed to Indiana to play for his dad. And the older, the oldest brother, Dalen, who's now medically retired, also committed to Indiana to play for his dad. So there is there's some love there. But... DeLand's coaching running backs right now at Notre Dame. So if there was a spot to be had on OU's coaching staff, I can tell you who Oklahoma is not displacing to bring DeLand McCullough on staff. His name is DeMarco Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no. That, that would be outrageous. That's not going to happen. All right, uh, good one from the text line while we have a couple minutes left. If Oklahoma gets Justin Flo from Oregon and gets uh, Deshaun McCullough, they are going to get Deshaun McCullough. Who will be the starting linebackers next year? Whoa. Steely already handed Deshaun McCullough to Oklahoma. It's official. It, well, I mean, based on what you're, we're, you're hearing and what a lot of other people are hearing, it looks like it's probably going to happen. Uh, my, my best guess would be that next fall, your starting linebackers – okay, if you get Justin Flo mm-hmm. and if you get Deshaun McCullough, if we are operating under that presumption, your starting linebackers, in my mind – are Deshaun McCullough at Cheetah, Danny Stutzman, and Justin Flo with a lot of Jaron Canick rotating in at all three of those positions. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty, pretty good. All right, we got to get out of here. Don't forget about Tulsa Day coming up. Tomorrow, T-Row at Neighborhood Jam from 6 to 9. Chris Plank at Tally's Good Food Cafe, 9 to noon. Parker at Waldo's Chicken and Beer, 12 to 3. And Tyler McComas, 3 to 6 from Buffalo Wild Wings. Then our OU Arkansas postgame happening Saturday, 2.30 to 4.30 with Tyler. We'll fill you in on more coming up. Got to get out of here for hour number one. Stay tuned at award-winning second hour on the way. Here we are. We're kind of right outside your door. 
Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Hour number two here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network, Overcast. Man, there was a lot of fog this morning. I don't mind a good overcast day. I mean, it's fall, right? I wish I could take an afternoon nap, but I can't. Got to do the streaming thing here in a little bit as well, but it's excellent napping weather. Hey, you could always pull uh, Travis Davidson on the Twitter spaces. Just fall asleep midstream Did and ter- just let autoplay take over. Travis did that once? How did they uh, yeah, do they, that? It's like an infamous occurrence in the history of that Twitter space. Wow. Was, I think it was I think it was Thursday of coaching search week. Travis was obviously running the space as he did every every day at that point, because we were doing one literally every single night for hours upon hours. But that space that night ran till close to five AM. That if was my crazy. memory serves me correctly. Yeah. And at midnight Travis just put himself on mute, and as he tells the story, he just passed out and let everybody else go at it in the Twitter space. That week was a lot of fun, man. That week was crazy, and uh, you know we were all checking social media all the time, but that was a fun week. From all the gifts that were sent to Muleshoe, and literally anytime he tweeted anything, there were like a million OU fans ready to pounce. It was kind of fun. Have you gotten blocked yet? I no. I I I never got blocked. I I tried, but I didn't get blocked. I did not get blocked. You know, uh, Travis. If you think about this, and Travis might get mad at me for saying this, but Travis oh owes his career to Muleshoe. I mean, I do too, to a certain extent. <laughs> I feel like we all do. Like we all we all owe a debt of gratitude to Muleshoe. Because Muleshoe's departure stoked the fire of this fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But, you know, the thing is, you have to be good, too. And Travis is, is good. So, but you know what I'm saying. So, uh, anyway. All right, 405-651-3439. Before we get back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Roy Williams had that Twitter uh, spat. Well, spat doesn't sound right. What? How would you? That Twitter RKO of Chris Sims. Yes, so it started with Chris Sims saying, well, let's let Roy Williams uh, describe how it, how it went down. He said that um, TCU didn't deserve to be in the CFB. And he says that, uh, I, I want to say, he said an SEC school should have been in. And I, I kind of went at him, you know, he ain't respond. But I told him, I said, you know, that's, um, I was like, you need to get that hate out your heart because um, TCU, they had a phenomenal season this year, you know. And um, I said, ba- I said, um, basically, you bashing a conference that you didn't do shit in, you know, I'm questioning that. Like, how can you bash a conference that you ain't do nothing in? You know, so, but whatever. Chris, TCU deserves to be in. Just because y'all didn't win anything when you were there. Don't hate. Yeah, get him, Roy. Roy Williams. Roy going Superman all over again. That's right. Jumped right over that running back. Even though he was told not to, but he still came up with another big play right there. Uh, Chrissy Sims, is there anybody in the same ballpark with Chrissy Sims that OU fans love to uh, rag on more than Chris Sims? Well, I would say, is there anybody, like, if you had to, if you had to create an all-star team 
of guys that are only famous for being on somebody else's highlight reel, Chris Sims would definitely be the quarterback. (laughs) Because the only highlight that ever circulates these days that Chris Sims is a part of is the Superman play. That's the only reason people know who Chris Sims is. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. And uh, look, Chris Sims, Phil's kid, obviously came with a super – uh, big time reputation, you know, highly recruited, considered the number one quarterback in that class. I knew when I saw his picture in the Dallas Morning News when he was arriving on the scene to move in to, uh, you know, the, the dorms at Texas or the athletic dorms at Texas. And he arrived via limo and he also was caught on camera carrying like that giant Costco toilet paper that has like. 75 rolls of toilet paper. So he buys in bulk. Yes, and he was carrying that in. Is, See, is he like a? Uh, <laughs> is he like one of those people that's preparing for a nuclear fallout or the maybe, apocalypse? Maybe, I don't know. But uh, my belief is that you should never be pictured with toilet paper. I don't care who you are, Brad Pitt, Ryan Reynolds, you know, somebody cool, you immediately become uncool if you're carrying toilet paper and you're pictured carrying toilet paper. And he was carrying like three months' worth. And I thought, yeah, this guy is going to have problems. He's going to have problems. He probably already uh, has irritable bowel syndrome with that amount of toilet paper, and his career might be as well. It was, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's Jim Gaffigan that has a really good bit about that. He's like, why do you always got to buy toilet paper in such large quantities? And you get everybody looking at you like, does that guy ever leave the bathroom? No, I know, yeah, exactly. Like I said, man, uh, I try and, like I said, you should never be pictured with toilet paper. That's my, that's one of my goals in life. Well, you've made it this far. I Almost 60 years. I've got a clean sheet. I'm pitching a perfect game in that respect right now. Also got a clean bottom, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, 405-651-3439. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group at Paul's Valley. We appreciate you. Exit 72, Paul's Valley, uh, cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles, great guarantee, oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Okay, um, let's get back to the text line. Okay, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Is Arch Manning the second coming of Chrissy Sims? I don't yes! know, maybe. Yes. And we talked about this back in June when he committed. He's perfect for the University of Texas. The only reason he's as highly regarded as he is is because of his last name. I mean, the parallels are right there. The parallels are everywhere, man. If Arch Manning is pictured with toilet paper coming into the dorms, you know it's over. You know it's over. And so, here's the deal. Mac did him Mac didn't do him any favors either after the cotton bowl every time. You know, Chris, can you talk about the play? Let me answer that for Chris. <laughs> you know. Two years running. I always Oh, I, I love Steely's Mac Brown. It gives me a rush of serotonin every time. And I like um, Mac. Mac set rights almost in your chair see that's where i was when oh, yeah? Matt brown came in what was it 1984 1984 i was yeah. running the board and over to your uh left was a like a long kind of table where we had two mics mac brown sat there with mike treps who was then the sid and did a show weekly on what was once K N O R radio and mac brown came out and he was like the nicest guy ever 
whenever he came out. Super people skills, Mac Brown. So it's hard for me to now, you know, making fun of him for answering every question for Chris. Yes. But, uh, and I remember <laughs> Texas won, uh, they took a knee at like the almost at midfield. Well, we felt the wind was too strong. We didn't want to kick it into the wind, you know, and it was like, what? But uh, he's done overall, he's done a nice job coming back to North Carolina, right? He has done a nice job, and apparently he he and the staff convinced Drake May to stick around. Yeah, I saw. I don't that. know if I completely buy that yet, but I, I I've heard a lot of things. I've heard too many things to be completely one hundred percent convinced that Drake May is coming back to North Carolina. What but, are we hearing on the kid from NC State, by the way? Oh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't really checked up on him, so I don't know. I couldn't give you an answer on that. And where's Hudson Card going to land? Word on the street is Notre Dame. Mm, interesting. It's just, just like Notre Dame has had an average quarterback for literally my entire life. Never has Notre Dame had an elite quarterback, and never have they had an atrocious quarterback. What about they Brady have been Quinn? Stuck he was in drafted mediocre was, quarterback purgatory. Brady Quinn was like the tenth pick, wasn't he? Yeah, but, but he was I average mean, he, in the NFL. He was yes in Absolutely. college too. Mm, yeah, we thought he was a little bit overrated. Um, let's see what we got on the text line. Uh, did Chris Sims reply to Roy Williams or did Mac Brown answer that for Chris? No, he replied and said, at least I didn't eat my way out of the league and talked about some of his numbers when the OU fans just pounced on, it was like, uh, ants on a picnic. They were just boom. There they were all of a sudden coming after Chris Sims. Uh, from the 405, Chris Sims situation, having a dad that played in the NFL, highly recruited number one player in this class, sounds eerily similar to Arch Manning, probably going to turn out the same way. And uh, here's what I will say. First off, well, Arch Manning's dad didn't play in the NFL. By the way, am I, am I the only I Yeah, had that, was, thought, that was Cooper Manning. I had dad. this thought yesterday. Am I the only one? Oh, boy, he's about to make a political comment again. Um, am I the only one that thinks Cooper Manning vaguely bears a resemblance to Tucker Carlson? I haven't seen a good. Cooper Maybe it's Man. the hair. Does he have Tucker Carlson hair? He, they right look. Now? They look similar. Really, I did not know that. I did not know that. But in a certain sense, Arch Manning is the perfect quarterback for the University of Texas because, much like the University of Texas, Arch Manning gets an obscene amount of hype for literally no other reason than the name slash the brand associated with him. Perfect looks, encapsulation of the situation. Some of the does. highlights look like they're playing a you know, 2A JV team or yeah, something. T- tell me with a straight face. Anybody. Can anybody with a straight face and total sincerity say and believe that Arch Manning would be doing the same thing on the Texas 6A circuit that Jackson Arnold is doing right now? I wouldn't think so. Uh, you know. All I see, and look, he makes plays, but like I said, it looks like you know there's a guy running a four nine chasing him right there. Yeah, you know, um, I would like for LD Washington to be the permanent wide receiver coach, says this listener. But is Mr. McCullough possibly being looked at for OU's wide receiver coach? I would not count on that. He's never coached wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He played running back and has always coached running back. What's up with Malcolm Kelly? It's just, I, I, nothing. Nothing. Hmm. I mean. It complicates matters that TCU is headed to the college football playoff now because Lord knows Malcolm Kelly isn't going to up and leave in the midst of a push for a national championship. Yeah. 
Do you think TCU beats Michigan? Because I do. Um, man, I haven't made up my mind on that one. I, it's going to be a super close game. I would lean towards Michigan, but, man, we'll see. Jimmy Clausen, there's another one. Who was it that Bino Cook said would win three Heismans? Ron Paulus, I think, back in the day. Ron Paulus? Yeah. Was are that you, an actual person? Are you all right over there? You just it looked like you shrunk. Yes, I, d- I definitely shrunk. I accidentally somehow hit the, uh, you know, I've got one of those chairs that, mm-hmm. like, oh, that- you can elevate or <laughs> drop, and somehow I hit the lever on the bottom of the chair, and I just went straight down all the way to the you floor. You went from, like, Minute Bowl to Muggsy Bogues in, like, two seconds. It was an interesting visual. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's stay on time and get to a break right here. We'll come back. More of your texts on the way. Baker, will he play? Will he start tonight for the Rams? Make it happen. It could be a total train wreck. The Rams offensive line, horrible. No Cooper Cup. Rams receivers, horrible. The Rams have lost six games in a row. It's not good, but we still, we may see Baker running for his life and throwing interceptions tonight, but I'm all in. I hope you are as well. I know you are if you're a Sooner fan. We'll be right back. Here we are. It is a Thursday edition of Steelman and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, Sooners in Florida State in the Cheez It Bowl. Oklahoma's done very well against Florida State in its history, six and one against the Seminoles. They're only lost the nineteen sixty-five Gator Bowl, thirty-six to nineteen. Uh, in the 80s, back-to-back wins, what it was the 80 Orange Bowl, I believe, after the uh, 79 season, Oklahoma beat Florida State 24-7. to In the 81 Orange Bowl, the next year, the Sooners needed a two-point pass from uh, J.C. Watts to Forrest Valora to beat uh, Florida State with a little uh, Sooner magic down the stretch to win 18-17. to 1976, they beat Florida State 24-9 in Norman, uh, the uh, Orange Bowl in the national championship season, obviously 13-2. Should have been a shutout against uh, Chris Winkie and the Seminoles. Uh, in 2010, the Sooners at home beat the Noles 47-17. And then uh, and uh, Tallahassee the next year, they won 23-13. That was the night that uh, Kenny Stills had the big catch, and the Sooners won that game as well. But uh, this, Parker, looks like uh, this could be a, an uphill fight, perhaps, for Oklahoma. Uh, Mike Norvell, for a while, you thought, man, is this guy going to be able to keep his job? And they, they're they 9-3, and three and they're playing some good football right now. They are, which is shocking to me. Yeah, because I, I figured I, <laughs> I was I was watching their opener. I think that's the only Florida State game I've actually watched this year. 
when I was watching their opener against LSU, first off, at that point in time, I, I would never have imagined that LSU was going to end up playing for an SEC championship. Yeah, absolutely. Secondly, watching LSU string together a 99-yard drive in less than two minutes to presumably tie that game and send it into overtime, I figured, oh boy, this is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back for Mike Norvell. And then they screwed up an extra point, and Florida State wins that game 24-23 to with no time left on the clock. And it has resulted in what has been a stunningly successful season for Florida State, because if you look at their three losses, they came in consecutive weeks in the month of October to three very competitive football teams, Clemson, Wake Forest, NC State. Mm -hmm. None of those losses by more than 10 points. So Florida State might be even better than their record indicates. Well, yeah, and you look at what Oklahoma's going to be missing with uh, Eric Gray and uh, Anton Harrison and Wanya, Wanya Morris, Jalen Redman. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a challenge for Oklahoma. Can they go in? Yeah, they can. They could, but uh, you know, we'll see. We shall see. The last time the Sooners were in Orlando, it was not a good situation. I remember the first pass of the game. His tackle off, off to the races, taking it to the house. Clemson destroyed Oklahoma that night. So, anyway. All right, back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. This listener says, I'm going to the Rams game tonight. Who do we think this is? Is it Chase in Orange County or is it David Goodspeed? I, it's one of the two. I think Goodspeed would have texted us, though, himself, personally. We need to maybe David Goodspeed's thoughts on Baker becoming, if Matthew Stafford, maybe Matthew Stafford decides, you know what, I got my Super Bowl. I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe Baker becomes the new quarterback of the Rams like Warren Beatty became the new quarterback of the Rams when he got his shot in the 70s classic Heaven Can Wait. This is all over my head. Younger reference lost on Youngster. And many of the texters. Steely said, Ron Paulus on the air. That hasn't been said in a couple decades. Anywhere, Bino <laughs> Cook was, yeah, Bino Cook was interesting. Notre Dame. Ron Paulus was going to win three Heismans. Caleb Williams could become the next Archie Griffin. If like, he... here's the thing. Every, everybody talks about this, though. Yeah. Everybody was talking about this with Bryce Young coming into the year. That's true. How often have we had this conversation about – Oh, you know, Lamar Jackson could mm. be the first guy since Archie Griffin to repeat as the Heisman. And then it just never happens. It never happens. For one reason or another, nobody can pull it off or even come close. Honestly, you know who's come the closest is Jason White. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's exactly right. You know, if uh, little Joe Washington had been on TV back in those days, he was a better back than Archie Griffin. But the suitors were on probation, so they couldn't be on TV. Or else, little Joe Washington would have his own Heisman statue right now. Who is the better pro? Archie Griffin or Joe Washington? I'd have to. I'm too young to know the answer. I would say it would be Joe Washington, unless I'm forgetting a lot of highlights from uh, Archie Griffin back in the day. NIL merger, uh, strengthening Oklahoma and Crimson and Cream. That, you know, that's, well, that's good. That is That's good. a net positive. It is a net positive. And Get all the money in one place. Yeah, I think that, that uh, you know, we had talked about 
there was a lot of speculation that was close to happening, and now it uh, it is happening, and that is good. Yeah, the, the Sooners, uh, I think people need, you know, it's they want to give. A lot of these Sooner fans want to give, but they're like, okay, who am I going to give to? Should I give to this one or this one? Where's the money going? I need to know all of the answers to that. So, Guy from Geyer asks, why does 24-7 continue to have Arch Manning ranked number one? Look, I don't know. I don't make these decisions, okay? I don't, I, I don't have any input. Wish I did. Like I because said, we've said this for the longest time. If he was Arch Smith, he would not be ranked number one in the country. No, absolutely not. All right. Uh, to to, to 405-651-3439. 651-3439. Who are the nine commits visiting this weekend? Well, the McCulloughs. The McCulloughs are visiting. Um Never, I'm not going to say what I thought I was going to say because I just I, I want everybody to be able to no, no, no I'm, I'm okay. Forget I ever said anything, ladies and gentlemen. You've just flustered Parker Thune. It's one of the rare occasions. No, no, no. I wouldn't say I was flustered. I just I thought better of what I was going to say. How about a linebacker from Oregon? Uh, there's a chance he visits this okay. weekend, from right. what I have been told. Go ahead and Google that's it up. I, I, that's why I said no comment earlier when somebody uh, asked about him. He's flustered. He's clearly flustered. Saying, this is a total flustering I'm right here. I'm not giving a definitive answer one way or another. He's going to um, run out to the White Buffalo and make a phone call during the commercial break. I can feel it right now. I can feel it. All right. Uh, Steelman, I thought you said OU is going to be the new Clemson and Cream. Peyton Bowen, uh, well, they had an in-home, right? They had an in-home yesterday. Yeah, that was a thing. OV coming? I mean, do you need an OV after an in-home? They're almost out of OVs. That's the thing. Like, after they give OVs to Heath Ozida and Eric McCarty and Josh Bates this weekend, as well as the McCulloughs, they're running real short on OVs. Did you ever take an OV to, like, a potential girlfriend's house way back in the day and find out the family was psycho and you decommitted after that? Like... Let's say you had a girl that you liked back in high school or something, and you took an official visit to her house to pick her up and go out to the movies or whatever, and you saw, oh, man, this family's crazy. She's normal, but the family's crazy. And did you decommit or go to the portal after that? Did that ever happen to you? That has never happened. Well, let me think here. No, I can't say that's ever happened. Yeah, no. I, has this happened to you? Was it the Aggie girl? Was it the Longhorn? No, Who was it? Those were, this would have been a long, 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 long. Did you date a poke? Uh, never dated anybody from Oklahoma State. I, I mean, it just hasn't. That hasn't happened. But that's all. This is so long ago, anyway. But I'm just thinking that would be like a situation where you find out the culture is not good in that house. It might be a good prospect, but you say mm, nope. We are moving on to somebody else. Do, 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 do. Okay. Four, it depends on how hot she was, says Shark. <laughs> uh, this listener asks, can we use some NIL money to get Davis Bevel a statue? What? Oh, boy. That, why do they want to give Davis Bevel a statue? This worries me. There's a punchline coming. It, it'll be coming here momentarily. Uh-huh. 
Uh, when mentioning Florida State's win versus OU in the 65 Gator Bowl, you could point out they had a receiver named Fred Bolitnikoff, who was yes. basically unstoppable. They named an award after Fred Bolitnikoff, and I remember my first uh, memory of Fred Bolitnikoff was the stickum he used to put on his hands. He and the, oh, yeah, he was kind of the original stickum guy, oh, wasn't he? Oh, my gosh, the green goo was everywhere. Of course he never dropped the football, ever. I mean, it was like having, you know – Glue on your hands, pretty much. But no, I liked Fred Bolitnikoff back in the day, and the Ra- those Raiders teams, man, they were they were badass, no doubt. And they had those awesome uniforms, which I still think are the best in the league. But maybe Baker Mayfield, with his new number seventeen and his new team, the LA Rams, will take down the Raiders tonight. Sorry, Chris Plank, you know how it goes. All right, break time right here. We'll come back, take more of your texts. And uh, tell you a little more on Tulsa Day and hear from Brent on the uh, bowl game, what it means to Oklahoma. We'll do that next here on The Ref. All right, we are back, the War Pigs, ladies and gentlemen. Had some early Sabbath, Ozzy. Good stuff. All right, uh, should we wait to play the uh, Brent clip in a little bit because we might be waiting on some news? What what news will we be waiting on, Steve? Let's just play the Brent clip. All right. Brent Venables uh, on the Zoom uh, the other night asked about the matchup with Florida State. Obviously, uh, the Sooners were able to get bowl eligible. What do we say after the uh, Texas uh, disaster? Uh, get bowl eligible, save the recruiting class. For the most part, well, they did get bowl eligible, and they did lose uh, you know, a couple of commits, Anthony Evans and Colton Vosick, two big ones. But for the most part, it looks like they are going to save the recruiting class and maybe add to it. Uh, here down the stretch. Let's hear what Brent had to say about the bowl game. The matchup of Florida State says getting to the bowl uh, is important for Oklahoma. You know, this is an opportunity to continue to build your team, uh, try to create momentum, improve, uh, develop confidence, uh, certainly be on a stage where you can continue to sell your program and the vision uh, to both uh, your current players and certainly, you know, recruits uh, that'll be watching. Obviously, this will be just a little over a week post uh, signing day for, you know, a good group of guys. They'll be signing in the early signing period, you know, give them a, a snapshot of something to look forward to as well as they embark on their careers, you know, here in January. So, you know, can it uh, be a springboard for, for both programs? Certainly, um, again, great, great opportunity to tradition rich programs. And, uh, and again, going to be a great challenge for our guys. There you go, the Sooners and Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl. All right, so 
The uh, situation with the bowl game certainly changed. Who was the first? Was it Christian McCaffrey, the first one who was really the big opt out that was maybe the biggest? It was domino? Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey was kind of the one that started all of this. And, you know, we had John Shin on yesterday. We were talking about a lot of stuff. And then we asked about the bowl game. And John Shin at one point said, we need to do away with the bowl games. Which I was like, okay, what? But how many of them, though, outside of the New Year's Six are going to be just like, you feel like this isn't really the Oklahoma football team that's going to be playing against Florida State? I haven't seen it. Have you seen any opt-outs for Florida State? I mean, I, I have not yet. It wouldn't shock me if we yeah. see a couple. Yeah, because I think Jared Verse, their outstanding defensive end, is a guy that uh, is going to be in the first round conversation in the NFL draft. So, well, a couple but, years ago in the Cotton Bowl, Parker, um, you know, Florida, Dan Mullen made the excuse, and they had uh, um, man, I'm drawing a blank on the tight end. Kyle Pitts opted out, and a lot of Florida players opted out. Opted out in Oklahoma. Won that football game handily, and they picked off Kyle Trask a bunch of times. But it just seems, um, I don't know, it's just so unpredictable because this trend isn't going to stop, right, of players opting out of bowl games. And I'm not blaming Eric Gray or Wanye Morris or Anton Harrison or uh, Jalen Redmond, any of these guys. I understand. But once the first couple big dominoes fell, then a lot more started falling. And I think Christian McCaffrey was the first one. So, what do we do with some of these other bowl games? Again, if you're not in the New Year's Six, and even you know, if you're not besides the teams in the semifinals, you probably have some people, players opting out in the New Year's Six games as well. Do you know what my solution is, Steely? Because I've I've talked about this at length in the past. My solution is. Make the playoffs 64 teams. Really? Yes. Because that's why everybody cares about every single game in March Madness. Mm -hmm. It's because every single game matters. And you always got that possibility of a 15 over 2 or a 14 over 3 or, heck, in the case of the UMBC Retrievers, a 16 over 1. And that's what makes March Madness exciting. You referenced Maryland-Baltimore County. Very impressive and nailed their nickname. That is pretty good right there. Well, how, how could you forget after what happened in 2018? That's true. Somebody said, you know, the bowl games need to be paying these players who want to opt out. So you're just so you're going to pay Eric Gray like 50 grand to come play in the bowl game? Or, you know, I don't know. I'm all for these kids getting, uh, you know, some of the pie. There's no doubt. They've deserved it for a long time. But some of this is, you know, paying them to go to the bowl game. How would you feel about that? I mean, they're, should the kids even get the swag bags anymore because they're getting a lot of NIL? I think they should. But some of the remember some of the bowl swag stories about what you would get at certain bowl games? Yeah, yeah I haven't no, I seen do. them. But they were pretty impressive. Of course, What was the, it at the uh, Independence Bowl? The Sharpies? Freaking Shreveport and got a set of Sharpies. Now, that was for the media. I was highly disappointed. I'm not sure what the players got. But you're sitting there thinking, man, this is going to be a nice quarter zip or something pretty cool. It's a set of Sharpies. Thank you, Shreveport. That was a fine experience. All right, so we may have some news dropping here in a little bit. What are you, are you thinking the news is coming soon? Will it? And we're not going to say what the news is, but you'll hear it here. By the time that you and Tyler are done 
with Locked In? Do you think the news will have You're really gassing this up, Steely, aren't Mm -hmm. you? We'll see what happens. Hey, I didn't start the fire. You did. Did I? Yes. You said something may be happening here soon. Did I? Did I say that? You did. Off the air. You didn't mention anything. Yes, exactly. Off the air. That's that's the crucial detail. I'm just saying, get ready. It could be happening. It could be happening. Just just be patient, all right? Just be patient, okay? Travis Davidson texted us and said, the meteoric rise of sports betting will not allow the bowl games to go anywhere. Well, yeah, I would say that's accurate. No sports doubt. betting I, is big business these days. I don't think the bowl games are going anywhere either. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, I wouldn't mind watching a, uh, you know, a a bowl game that was considered a second-tier bowl game, that if the teams are going at it and all their guys are going, you know, I was always into that. But some of these, You know what I'm the bowl like, games are? They're football. Mm-hmm. And they're football that we can watch all throughout the lull of the weeks of Christmas and New Year's, when obviously, like, on Christmas you got st- stuff going on, on New Year's Eve you got stuff going on, but generally the days surrounding those holiday festivities mm-hmm. are pretty lackluster and dull. And if you got football, it takes up free space in your schedule. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think about the uh, outside of the Sooners national championship wins. What was the most fun bowl game that you guys experienced? You know, and because we're talking about, you know, okay, it's official. Austin Stogner's a Sooner. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Stogner coming back to the University of Oklahoma. Everybody retweets. It's happening. That was the news. Fortunately, we didn't have to sit on it too long. He just tweeted it out. Yep, 30 seconds ago. So here we go. Austin Stogner is coming back. But I'm trying to think because, you know, you throw out the uh, the Orange Bowl, the 2000 Orange Bowl, the Sooners when they beat uh, Michigan in the, uh, the 85, it was Penn State. You know, taking away a national championship uh, bowl matchup, what was the best bowl game? Uh, Oklahoma, Alabama may have been. For a lot of OU fans. Yeah. The Knights, the Trevor Knight and LeColton Bester dominated Nick Saban. And Eric Stryker could not be stopped. It was a big victory. That, um, that Bama team had a young Derrick Henry, too, didn't they? Luckily, he didn't carry the ball a whole lot. But still, uh, yeah, Austin Stogner officially back at the University of Oklahoma. So officially in the portal, the Sooners have added two, Jacob Lacey and Austin Stogner. And you, you're you of the belief that Stogner can really thrive in this Jeff Levy offense, correct? Yes, yes I believe he can have uh, similar production, if not more production, than we saw from Braden Willis this past year, man. Like Austin Stogner – when he's fully healthy and correctly utilized, there are a few tight ends in the collegiate game as dominant as he is. Yeah. So this is big for Oklahoma. Austin Stogner coming back. It's official to the University of Oklahoma, leaving uh, – at least he went to the good USC, the University of South Carolina, coming back to OU now. I think that's good news also for Sooner fans. All right, let's break right here. We have one more segment to go. We're going to get locked in at the top of the hour. Baker – Will he play tonight for the Rams against the Raiders? 
Sooners in Arkansas basketball Saturday at noon on ESPN2 with our postgame show from T-Town with Tyler McComas on Saturday. We're not only in Tulsa on Friday, but Saturday as well. Why can't I find my Tulsa sheet? Who took it? All right, we'll tell you about the uh, lineup when we get back. Keep it right here on The Ref. Austin Stogner is back again. It is official. Nice job on the bumper there. Perfection. Well done, sir. Well done. All right, we'll talk about that here in a second. want to tell you about Riverwind Casino, what's happening in December. Always something happening at Riverwind Casino. Participate in the 20K Holidays on Us promotion happening right now. Get out to Riverwind and play on any of the electronic gaming machines Rack up as many points as you can. You have until the end of December 23rd because at 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve, December 24th, the top 10 patrons who earn the most points on any of the electronic gaming machines, you can play all of them. The top 10 patrons who have the most points are going to be awarded a grand prize bundle, including the following, a $500 Amazon gift card, $500 Walmart gift card, $500 Target gift card, $500 Visa gift card. This is big-time stuff. Get out there and play on any of the games. There are no designated uh, gaming machines. You can play on any of them. Any points that you accumulate on your Riverwind wild card will be tabulated. Try and get in the top ten and win one of those big-time grand prize bundles. That is another reason why Riverwind Casino is simply the best. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. The, um, The news arrived about uh, five minutes ago that Austin Stogner is back at OU. (laughs) I tweeted a joke. I tweeted a photo of Austin Stogner in an OU uniform in uh, 2021. And I captioned it, stayed up literally all night working on this jersey swap. Let me know what y'all think. The first comment is, why would you need to do a jersey swap when he spent multiple years here? Not getting it, huh? The joke mm-hmm. flew over that particular individual's head. You will, uh, you will find on uh, social media when you go out there and venture into that world, and all of you have at least waded out into knee-high social media water, you will find there are morons in this world. Yes. And the moron contingent is a lot bigger than you probably thought before you really waited out there. Because there are a bunch of morons. This, I mean, absolute freaking idiots. This is a phenomenal question. 
This listener from the 580 says, I only ask the most important questions. So with Stogner back, who gets number 18, Stogner or Caden Helms? There you go. Yeah, Caden's going to have to make Stogner pay up big to get his jersey number back. That's what they do in the NFL, right? Well, this is basically triple A to the NFL now, so maybe they can do the same thing. This is a great question, and it's actually one that I just tweeted about. Has anyone other than Stogner ever transferred to another team, played a full season, and then come back? I cannot think of another instance like this one. Who was the receiver that went in the portal, didn't play, but he came back to OU? Uh, That was A.D. Miller. A.D. Miller, that's right. Uh, What's the latest David Hicks news? Can we play a cricket sound effect? (laughs) That's what we need for the David Hicks and Peyton. Every time anybody asks me about DJ Hicks, I'm just going to do exactly what I did for Ruben Owens and just gently fade in Pink Floyd. Nothing yet. I I would imagine, and I look. We appreciate all your texts. We do, and I get it. You may be listening for the first time, but if you're involved, uh, if you have a phone, also. If there was anything on David Hicks happening, believe me, you would see it. Yes. I mean, and we would, would be talking it about it. It would be everywhere. It's not like, well, what's going on with David Hicks? You know what? I, what? What? You know, Parker would have it. No doubt about it. Okay. Um, at this time next week, how many new Sooners do you think we will have? From the high school ranks and the portal. What would your guess High school ranks and the portal by this time next week. By this time next week. Ooh, this number's going to seem high to some, but you got to keep in mind, like, this stuff's all going to go down quick, especially with regard to the portal. I would say six. That would be my number. Six new Sooners. Six new Sooners by this time next week. There you go. Well, you know, you're – what was the number that you had uh, on OU? You said – I remember the last time I asked you – uh, where will the Sooners class be by, like, August 10th? I mean, it was over the summer, and you said they'll be in the top 10. And at that time, they were like, I don't know. Well, I mean, heck, you asked me earlier who the next commit was going to be. Mm-hmm. You did. You said you nailed it. You dropped a balls on me. Well, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> oh, no, hold up. You hold dropped up. a bomb on Pause. me. Pause. I was thinking Gap Band there. That's not, yeah, no. you, you did drop your Whoa balls. Whoa, now. You did drop your balls earlier, and Stogner Talk was right Talk about out of pocket. Yeah, that's a little tawdry. Steely's on one this week. I, you know, I'm just worn out. I haven't slept well. I'm old. I'm cranky. There are no clouds out there to yell out there, yell at there. But hey, Austin Stogner's back. That's mm-hmm. something to feel good about. DJ Hicks right now. What? Oh, I'm sure there's like a gif or something okay, attached yeah, to this yeah. text. I did see. Oh, exactly. I knew this was going to be oh, it. It's okay. the Jerry Maguire there one. You go. <laughs> Everybody is reacting in real time to hearing that <laughs> comment. You people are tawdry and you have dirty minds. You're filthy, absolutely filthy. Bobby from Austin says, gotta be an FCC violation. <laughs> You're stupid mind, stupid, stupid. Uh, this listener says, Stetson Bennett went to Georgia, then left and came back. Yes, but he went to JUCO. You see that all the time, mm-hmm. right? Guys at one school go JUCO and then end up coming back to their original school. That happens. That's a pretty regular thing. But to transfer to another FBS institution and then transfer back to your original institution... 
That does not happen very often. Stetson Bennett will get his own movie someday. Kurt Warner As got he his. Kurt As he Warner should. got. I'm not just talking about a 30 for 30. There will be a real in theaters like Kurt Warner had a Stetson Bennett movie. So uh, there you go. All right, we're out of time. We're going to get locked in with uh, Parker and Tyler McComas, Austin Stogner back at the University of Oklahoma. It was a mistake in speaking. That's what happened. Otherwise, there's a lot of brilliance here. You know that. The American people know it as well. All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you to the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Exit 72 in Paul's Valley, America. Go see them for uh, any newer used vehicle. They'll do a great job for you. Everybody have a great Thursday. We'll see you.